Welcome to Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. We have an affordable ACT course that includes everything you need to ace your ACT, a full textbook, tons of ACT questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at Achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. Let's get started. So, uh, Mark, welcome back. Good to be here. Glad to have you back. I would love to hear a little bit about what you do and also the fact that you've made an ACT course with us. <laughs> yes, yes. A uh, a noble endeavor. So, uh, yeah, uh, we run a college admissions consulting firm in the central Arkansas area. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, ACT and SAT prep are, are a big part of that. Um, our main priority is just to simplify the college admissions process with uh, with the parents mm-hmm. and students, and that does include test prep, which we try to make as fun as possible. Very cool. Yeah, so as part of that, um, you get to learn about, to, or not learn about, you get to handle today's topic quite a bit, which is how do you be strategic in your college admissions process with a lower GPA? Um, I think a lot of people want to focus on like, oh, what is it, you know, I have a 4.0, like what else can I do? But there's so many students, arguably the vast majority of them, (laughs) that don't have the 4.0 GPA trying to get into Dartmouth and are trying to, uh, you know, figure out what they can do with the GPA that they have. So would love to hear more about that if you kind of want to take it from the top. Sure. So when a parent says, "Uh, you know, my, my son, his GPA isn't that great. Well, the the first thing I want to know is why, right? Because mm-hmm. like if if uh if was there a death in the family? Did that student have to go through something that was pretty traumatic? Because there's places on the application that allow you to speak to those things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if uh there were things going on outside of your control that would keep you, but uh, from from doing as well in school. Like take for example, I had one student who had a severe concussion a couple years back. Uh, you know, so it was it was during the pandemic. You know, which was also really weird to be in school. Uh, but they also had a severe concussion where they had to miss weeks upon weeks upon weeks of school. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. so definitely let people know, you know, why your GPA took a dip. Uh, Additionally, and we, uh, last time we talked, we talked about letters of recommendation, right? There's Mm -hmm. so much in your application that is within your control, right? Mm -hmm. Your, if your GPA is low, there's not a whole bunch you can do your senior year to raise it. Uh, but you can, you know, get with your professors, uh, and the people that are going to be advocating for you. Uh, to coordinate that attempt to where they're advocating for the right things, right? So you may not be, you know, the best scholar that the school has, but there are other great qualities as well, right? Um, how engaged you are, how mm-hmm. how reliable, how dependable you are on on things that your teachers can can attest to. Uh, and then finally, I would say. Any anything you've done outside of school, we've talked about the importance of like an, an impact project, uh, mm-hmm. something like that's good as well. Um, also anything a student has done on the 
state or particularly the national level you know that's mm -hmm. a nice thing to open for like uh you may not be a nationally acclaimed football player but maybe you competed nationally in debate right or uh right. you know um any uh national organization like like scouting you know uh being an eagle scout uh back in the day would uh um that would give you you know some accolades as well but just uh anything you've done in that I feel like uh evil eagle scout is maybe even more interesting nowadays because yeah. it's probably a lot less popular sure. uh-huh I don't know um and it's like I you know there's certain qualities like I have a couple friends who are eagle scouts mm -hmm. and they you know they're very good to have when you're going camping yeah yeah for sure <laughs> among other things for sure for sure yeah so uh you know if if your if your academics aren't the best part of your application, well then spend time emphasizing the things that that are good, right? That that you that that can speak to your strengths. So, uh, so yeah. I think that um, I mean, it kind of ties back into what we talked about um, before, which is like how to make your application stand out. It sounds like if you don't have the grades, then you really need to double down. On making your application about a different part of you absolutely right like making it like well I may not have these great grades but I'm really really passionate about frogs <laughs> and I did a frog like biome thing uh, or like volunteered at like the local lake or whatever and then you know the the opposite side of that or maybe where this kind of ties in is you should probably be applying to programs where that's interesting yes. to them Right. Yes. Um, and that, you know, there's probably quite a few biologists who maybe didn't get the best physics grades, but we're really into frogs. Right. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to, you've got to kind of idea. like figure out what your angle is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Is, is what it sounds like. Yeah. So like, um, additionally, uh, you know, if, if there's anything un unique about your background, uh, if your GPA isn't quite what isn't in like the 50th percentile of the school you're applying for. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it's easy. I don't want to get weird me as a straight white male saying this, right. But if, 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 if you're a part of any, you know, minority or demographic where particularly like the Ivy leagues right now, um, diversity is such mm -hmm. a huge thing that they're, that they're promoting. That's one of the reasons why all of them have gone test optional. Uh, so, so that their mm -hmm. application process can be a bit more holistic. Uh, but um, if if there's something kind of unique about about your ethnicity or your culture, um, you can lead with that as well. That can mm -hmm. that can help increase your chances. Yeah, and then is there anything else on just like the choosing the school side of the equation, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm sure that. You should all like you know whenever you're choosing schools in general, you probably have a range, you're right, of like easiest to get into, hardest to get into, and kind of like how badly you want to go to each one. But is there any if you have a lower GPA, is there any sort of special considerations when you're making that list, or just like, you know, do you essentially like rule some stuff out? Like maybe you don't apply to Harvard. Right. <laughs> right. Like how do you, how do you kind of, uh, how do you account for that? Right. So if I had like a nickel 
every time a parent said, we're going to be applying to the UCs and the Ivy Leagues, like I would, I would retire and live on a, a very palatial island, right? It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's almost like a, the, the act of applying to these schools somehow is like this, I don't know, this, this badge of honor or, or, or like prestige. Mm-hmm. When really all it does is just stress students out more, uh, right? Because they think they're like not worthy, right, right? 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 I mean, it's like there's no, and it's also a bunch of work. Oh yeah, it's 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 a ton. Particularly like if you're like the University of Chicago, who are like they are uh, famous for having the weirdest essay topics, just off the wall essay topics. Uh, a lot of these. Um, some of the essays that you write, you can't, you know, copy and paste it to to other ones, and so there's so right. like you said, they're getting stressed out. They're spending all this time. Um, so I would say to those people, uh, you know, don't neglect like your state schools, right? Right. So like you mentioned earlier, like in state schools in particular. Well, like it depends on where you live, right? But like if you know, yeah. typically people, there's there's two reasons why someone would strategically and methodically, you know, tailor their application. They either want to get into a competitive school or they want scholarships, mm-hmm. right? I mean, of course, mm-hmm. the end goal is to get a great education, but, but, um, but that's really it. You, you want scholarships or you want to get into a really competitive school. Well, uh, state schools, you're going to have an easier time getting scholarship money for right as opposed to out of state schools usually it it, it kind of depends right um additionally like you mentioned earlier you know what are you trying to major in well like you like you mentioned find schools that have a great program in that thing that you're good at right uh <clears throat> then you're you're adding more value because again it's 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 more what you can do for the college as far as recruitment and scholarships go so if you can if you can make yourself look like a more attractive candidate by giving them something that they're already looking for you know that that person's gonna have an advantage that that other people will not yeah and i mean not to be like i don't want to be cynical in this comment but like when i i ended up going to a pretty good high school and when i applied i talked a lot about my like me playing soccer Mm -hmm. right and like it was a true story like i was one of the only um white kids to make the soccer team where I was and everybody else, everyone else was uh, Hispanic Uh and you know, I had a cute nickname and it was all very fun, but they, they took that to mean that they, that essentially I was going to be on their soccer team. Uh Right. To the point where like when it was a boarding school, like I was in the jock dorm and then I got there and realized that I was like massively outclassed you know, these are people that have been practicing soccer all summer uh-huh. and I showed up to tryouts like completely cold and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, but still got in. Sure. Right. And and I don't know, like, again, I'm not trying to be cynical with it, but I do think that you can emphasize what you've done, even if it's not like your be all end all for what you want to do. Like, I didn't want to play professional soccer when I grew up. Right. Maybe if you're going to college and you are really good at a sport or really good at something that maybe isn't going to be what you want your career to be, it's still important to mention it. I think. Absolutely. And there's, you know, sometimes 
I'll get halfway through the admissions process, like their application with a student. And let's say it was on, let's say they're making their application about, I don't know, uh, you know, coding or one, uh, one student I worked with, hers was on, uh, on, you know, a, sh a series of short stories that she'd written and how she wants to be a writer. Well, midway through, she was like, I don't know if I want to be a writer anymore. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's like, this writing thing sucks. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, what's the problem? She's like, well, I'm acting like I'm going to apply to their English program. Uh, that's like back in the day, like 20 years ago, maybe that mattered. But gone are the days where you have to stick with the major that you put on your application. You can, you right. can, you can go to a school as the, you know, the outclass soccer player. And if you decide to do something different, that's fine. Uh, in high school. Yeah. There are a couple exceptions. Sure. Um, I, I went to Carnegie Mellon mm -hmm. and applied to the business school and like it's got one of the best computer science mm -hmm. schools in the world for undergrad. And so like you can't transfer. Sure to sure, that sure like or you it, to do so is very difficult and you basically have to just like become a cs major and ace all the classes and then they'll maybe let you f continue yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> but so it's not that's not guaranteed but i think for a lot of the schools like you're talking about that are more like broad like most of their programs are equally good mm -hmm. that's probably fine. yeah absolutely yeah as, as soon as i mentioned that I was like, oh yeah, but if you're if you get accepted into Wharton, you're probably not gonna, uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be hard to yeah, take it, it just else. depends. Yeah, but it, it does get you in the door, and then it's a process, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot to be said for getting in the door somewhere and then trying to work your way across the aisle, as a, as opposed to trying to get in at the onset. Absolutely. Um, you know, if if you're if you're convinced that you can't get in at the onset, absolutely. The, the last thing I just want to touch on here, you mentioned don't neglect the state schools. And I feel like we didn't really dig into that. Do you have any further commentary on, on that? Just like, I mean, it's, it's kind of a nice way of saying like, don't neglect the schools like that maybe aren't like super prestigious, but are good schools, right? Yeah. And maybe how to suss that out. Yeah. So like... I'd say about 70% of the students that I talk with want to go out of state. And that's mm -hmm. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, having having your hero's journey, you know, uh, having your college education be a part of your hero's journey to kind of get out of the nest, right? Uh, but there's a, but there's, yeah. I mean, but if, if, particularly if you're in a position where you don't have as many options, scholarship or acceptance wise, uh, don't feel that it's like this awful thing to, to go to a school that's, you know, a few miles away or even, you know, a couple of hours away, uh, you know, research that school's program and that you're into. And chances are there's going to be loads of opportunities there for you that, you know, maybe you wouldn't have at the places that all your friends are going. Right. So, um, I guess just, uh, right. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, was, I, I think it's also driven a bit by like, I mean, it's the, it's the getting out of the nest thing. Mm -hmm. Like just because the school is close by, like a couple miles away, doesn't mean that you are living at home or that your mom's not coming over every day. Like 
you can set up boundaries. I mean, hopefully not everyone has this privilege with their family, but like, hopefully you can set up boundaries where it's like, Hey, I'm going to live in the dorm and you're never, you're not going to, you're going to see me like once a month. Right. Like, cause I need to live my life for sure. Um, and then I think the other part of it is like FOMO. So just got to kind of get through that. All right. Well, this has been shift a college admissions podcast for a changing world hosted by Tyler from achievable. You can try our ACT course for free at achievable.me and use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout.